the confused mind always says no mm-hmm. right so if you're confused or you don't understand these complicated principles then you're going to say no even though it may be something that may be a perfect fit for you Welcome everybody to the Millionaire Enlisted podcast. Today our guest is Lane Dean. He is an Air Force um, pilot. He's been doing multifamily real estate investing uh, in the last 10 years. And he focuses on helping out his fellow pilots on getting into real estate um, multifamily investing and obtaining cash flow. Uh, so Lane, if you could please uh, tell us more about yourself. Well, uh, I certainly appreciate the opportunity to come and talk to you guys and share what I've learned with uh, y'all to help you become better millionaires and also your audience. Uh, I was, I'm from Fort Worth, and so I went to the Air Force Academy and graduated in 1991, and then I spent 10 years on active duty, and then I spent 18 years in the Air Force Reserves for a total of 28 years. I retired from the Air Force in June of 2019. Uh, as a lieutenant colonel and all 28 years of flying aircraft. Uh, the most of those were in F-16s, and so it was a really cool job. The last 20 years, I have side hustled real estate. I started in single family investments, and I did that for about 10 years, and then I transitioned to multifamily investing. And I've been doing that for about uh, 10 years. That's awesome. That is, that is pretty cool. So let me ask you this. Did you have like the the Gucci uh, transition where uh, you just, all you did was fly and you didn't have to really do a, um, a staff job or, or kind of something you didn't want to other than flying. <laughs> right. Well, the good thing about the reserves is it's a little bit uh, more predictable and it's not as uh, turbulent as active duty. You know, you don't move as often and you have a little bit more control. So I told you I did 10 years on active duty and I yeah. think I moved probably five or six times. And then in the Air Force Reserve, I was assigned here in Fort Worth, which is where I grew up. My mom and dad lived 20 minutes from me. And uh, I haven't, you know, I I lived there the whole 18 years. So um, I don't know if that's Gucci or not, but certainly it was a good chance for me to to put roots down. And, uh, you know, I don't don't know how much of y'all's podcast goes specifically to military. But, uh, you know, when you're constantly pulling roots up, it's hard to kind of establish a... a, um, a good portfolio of market conditions, you know, because you're always moving. So that would be a, that's a different challenge. You do have a lot of uh, movement on active duty or PCSing. Cool beans, man. So you you got into real estate investments, your side hustle. Uh, what did you start doing? Did you immediately go into uh, like house hacking, capital raising? What was your what was your niche? What was your strategy going there? Well, uh, that was a long time ago, and I don't know if I really had a strategy. My strategy was to make money uh and i don't know if i was very sharp on that and this is about 2000 so you have to remember that all the training opportunities and all of the mentoring and coaching like you guys you and your brother are doing now to your uh, enlisted millionaire enlisted podcast team it just really didn't exist so the only thing that they had was you know maybe some of the authors like carlton sheets or uh, rich dad poor dad you know richard kiyosaki you know he uh you know, he kind of gave some general principles, but there was no, you know, buying. Yeah. There was no bigger pockets, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was really just kind of 
learn uh, from some of these guys that have been, been in the industry for a long time, but they didn't really share, you know, a whole lot of uh, strategy. Uh, so it was a really, it was a really, really different kind of bootstrapping, trial and error, amateurish, you know, mom yeah. and pop sort of operations. And, and some of those probably ran good, but there was no large syndications that guys like, you know, your household investors could invest in multifamily businesses. Okay, so let's fast forward a bit. So you you went through a lot of trial and error, and then you eventually found, aha, I have my niche syndication. Is that your current niche right now, your strategy? Well, Oscar, I think you, I think you, you, uh, mm -hmm. we use syndications to uh, buy better properties, to buy bigger properties. You know, the idea of a syndication for your listeners here is when you're in single family uh, investing, it's kind of a DIY mentality, do it yourself mentality. And you can do that because the projects, even though they may be expensive, they, they're also probably affordable by one or two, one person or maybe a partner could, you know, buy most houses that you would consider something to rent. But as you transition to multifamily, the do-it-yourself mentality doesn't work. You really have to build a team. And so the team is kind of like this concept. This is the difference between a single-family investor and a multifamily syndication. It, it would, a a single-family investor is kind of like a backyard garden. You're raising enough food to feed your family. You can't really hire anybody to help you. You don't have enough income to do that, nor will you have enough production to feed anybody other than your family, right? A real, a real estate syndication is like a farm that employs uh, workers, uh, planters, farmers. They have tractors and then they have maybe a, or maybe not tractors, but like let's say they have a team of horses pulling a big wagon or a trailer. The team of horses is the syndicators, right? Those are your capital assets, the capital partners that allow you to bring more product, service, and um, return to the enterprise. So that's what a syndication is. That's what I do. Okay, so you asked me, was my niche syndication? Not necessarily. The niche is just kind of the, the vehicle to get you from point A to point B. The strategy now, that's a whole different strategy. That's a whole different concept because there is a lot of discussion and there is a lot of um, you know, narrative on what type of strategies you want, what, what strategies you need to pair with the current real estate cycle, the current economic market, and uh, you know, those things. We could have a whole month of podcasts and talk about those. Oh man! Let, well, you know what? Let's have them. But uh, I love your uh, <laughs> your analogy there with the. Farm. I love it. Too. Uh, yeah, I I actually yeah I think I think that's one of the best ones I've heard so far. A lot of the guys we have on try to explain it. Normally, they ain't pulling money, but the farm analogy really works, and that's really true. You have to have a team. You can't just think you can do it yourself. And yep. it's a team sport. German, uh, what you got? Yeah, so I, I, again, moving forward and just to, to uh, fall into the details on, on how you structured your deals. And you said, like, I'm, I'm here reading about you. Um, one of your uh, comments on, on, your, on your bio on LinkedIn says that you got a, a pilot to get a deal in 60 days, another one of 80 days. How do you help people obtain these deals? Yeah, Jeremy, I think the best answer to that question is, is um, 
if you know through our conversations i like to help other people my goal my purpose in my business is obviously i have financial goals so i'm not trying to shadow that or try to displace that you know i'm in business to reach my financial goals and and provide for my family and provide for my own financial needs but the purpose of my business is much bigger than that and the purpose of my business is this and if you if you've seen any of my material i always try to greet everybody with this greeting by saying greetings millionaires for future millionaires right because we're going to fall you're either a millionaire now or you're a future millionaire but you have to see yourself that way before you can achieve it right so my goal is to help you use the benefits of real estate and with my specialty multifamily. right that's the vehicle i choose help you use real estate to reach your financial goals why so that you can liberate yourself from the nine to five employment and have the financial wherewithal to make an impact in whatever area is your passion whether it's church community a group a group travel whatever it is your passions are different than mine but your passions are still important because that's where you're going to focus your energy and you're going to be your very best and so i want to help you become a better millionaire one to reach your financial goals but more importantly so that now you can really live a life that meets your passion and then at the same time that will help you live a life of significance man i love it man you're preaching to the choir here man i love your message today that's uh very very humbling and we hope to be there one day actually we don't hope we know we're gonna be there we visualize it (laughs) go ahead jeremy the uh so do you do it uh, as as a sponsor? Do you so do you sponsor these people? Do you have a, a, a mentorship program? Um, how do, do you find the deals for them and and they kind of buy it from you? How does that work? Are you partner with them? No, uh, I don't have any training programs per se. My training program, really, if you follow my um, if you follow my my investment strategy and my investment principles. I try to teach other people the, uh, the foundation of real estate investing because the more people you can help you know, and serve, then that's gonna come back to you many times over. Uh, I don't charge anybody for it, but I wanna help you educate yourself on these topics and get a firm foundation of real estate uh, investing or investing so that when the opportunity comes you can either be your own sponsor you can buy a project by yourself or with your brother or you know i also have projects that i need you know team players i need you know i need mules pulling the wagon i need horses pulling the wagon and you know you have capital you're not in a position to deploy it because you're going to pcs in four months and that's not going to work out you know or other you know enlisted millionaires or a millionaire enlisted uh, audience members and they you know they just they're going to be moving or they're going to go into deployment or tdy and so they can't you know be a sponsor but they have money to invest and so then i would ask them hey i provide content for you i provide training and education i don't charge you anything for it but my ask is this is if you've benefited from it well then share it with somebody else or if you benefited from it well then engage with me and let's see how you know we can be profitable whether that means that you buy your own property 
great. I don't have any secrets. There's plenty of property out there. Yeah. You can't buy it all, right? Nor can you buy it all, right? Nor do I even want to buy it all. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I that's like that. the answer to your question. Yeah. Abundance mindset. Uh, love it, man. You're speaking to my heart right there. There's enough to go around for everyone. We were just talking about that earlier, too. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. important. Yeah, yeah. So as you, you know, as you teach, well, obviously you teach them for free, but as you get these people involved, um, are you, are they looking for multifamily, larger deals, or what exactly are they looking for, and what are you helping yeah. them? <laughs> so, Oscar, I think you told me you and your brother have, what, a 22-unit property or a 50-unit property? No, we we have 22 Sell units uh, rental portfolio, but then we have we've had 50 units under contract, but that fell through um, due to right. COVID and stuff. And so, um, what I found is when you have a single-family properties, and I don't know if you're if you're 22 units or single-family or multi-family. It's a mix. Most of them, yeah, most of them are single-family. Okay. Uh, that's like, this is what I tell people. And I was, I did that for 10 years. So I'm, I'm very familiar with the challenges and the obstacles and the benefits of single family, but single family, if you, let's say you had 15 single family units and you had seven multifamily units, well, then you have 15 different businesses because each single family is like a business individual. It's probably got, well, it's got a different tenant base. You know, one may be student housing one may be a family with a lot of inhabitants one may be a small unit in a good location one may be a good location in a you know a good property in a bad location so each one has such a different personality that it's like you have an you have an individual business times 15 right uh, and so it's difficult really to scale but if you have seven units or an eight unit complex at one place it just becomes simpler, okay? In some ways, it's more numerous, but it's just a simpler management. And it's, and it's one business that's just slightly bigger. It's not 15 different businesses. And so, uh, and when you deal with single family, furthermore, um, you're normally in a revenue point where you can't really hire professionals. You're doing it yourself. And uh, the return on that is, you know, would you rather would you rather play the penny slot machine or would you rather play the dollar slot machine? You know, you hit the jackpot and you want a hundred pennies, or you hit the jackpot and you want a hundred dollars. It's just a bigger return. And so, you know, what's really important is you guys probably know and you probably calculate this as you're building investors is the term return on investment ROI, your yield, your equity multiple, your IRR. But another <laughs> excuse me, another term that's important is your return on time invested so you're spending all this time for a hundred bucks at the end of the day well why, why don't you spend the same amount of time and get a thousand bucks a day that's yeah. multi-family that's the multitude factor difference yeah we're gonna have to make a uh, social media post about that tomorrow well, exactly what you just said right there if you want a hundred dollars do this if you want a thousand do this. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. if you're talking about the difference you know what you're familiar with in single family, move the decimal place to the right once or maybe twice. And that's what your returns are in multifamily. Now you you may have to split that with several partners. You may not be able to do it all yourself, but but there's other ways to structure that so that it's, it's they're they're more profitable. Gotcha. Okay. 
man, so you've been doing this for a bit. Um, let's see, Jeremy, you got anything there? No, I mean, I, I relate a lot to you, especially because you started with the single family and the small multifamilies, right? Um, and, and we realized as well, same thing that you just did, uh, that the, the, it's not scalable, you know? Uh, I never saw it as individual businesses like you did, and I, I love the analysis that you're giving us because it kind of like gives us a different perspective and, and it um, it makes us see things in a different way. And, and, and our, our, our uh, viewers and listeners as well, because we try to explain people that it's not scalable and, and we're there, you know, we're there where we have the small multifamilies and we struggle. Like you said, each, each property has their own personality uh, and we're trying to scale to larger multifamilies because we see it already. We see that it's going to be easier to, to manage those, those businesses. Um, in regards to you and the people that you help, uh, do you get, uh, either military or whoever approaches you, do you have to have them make that mind shift or they come to you saying, hey, help me out with large multifamily deals? Um, no, there's, a, there's always mind shifts, okay? So this is the question that I would ask you guys, and this is a very important question. Okay, you're at point A and you wanna to get to point B, right? So we have to game plan or strategize or battle plan how we're gonna do that, right? And maybe that's in real estate investing. Maybe it's in physical fitness. Whatever your goals are, you got to go from point A to point B. And we have to come up with a good strategy, a good tactic, a good battle plan based on the threats, based on our ammunition, reserves, capability, time frame, that sort of thing. That, so how do we do that? That's, that's step one. And then step two addresses your question. What how much do you change to get to that goal? Right, because the biggest obstacle is within the six inches between your left and right ear, right? Your mindset. And you have to change your mindset, especially when you're talking about large economic level ups, right? Because I can't get to the next next level until I get to the next level. But I'm not at the next level yet, primarily because I have a certain pattern of thinking or I have a certain mindset that is that got me to my current level, but is also keeping me at my current level, right? And you're successful Marine Corps or military, both you and your brother are successful military servicemen. And you had a mindset that you saw yourself being successful. You know what type of effort, dedication, and persistence it takes. But now to get to the next level, whatever that may be for you, you're going to have to change your mindset. You're going to have to expand what you think you can do. You're going to have to see yourself as a multimillionaire, right? Because you can't become a multimillionaire until you become a millionaire. Yeah. And you can't become a billionaire until you become a multimillionaire. But if you don't see yourself as either of those, yeah. the chances of you becoming it, zero. Nice. Nice, man. Nice. So where, where are you at now as far as um, your portfolio and where do you plan on going? Well, uh, this is a really exciting time. And this COVID crisis, uh, unfortunately, you know, has really impacted the whole global market economy. 
um, and certainly done things that, you know, nobody would have ever wished happened, you know, with the health crisis. And I'm certainly not trying to profiteer on any of that. But over the course of a long period of time, business trends and business and the market changes in incremental steps, in incremental small changes. But uh, what's happened, excuse me, what's happened uh, in, because of COVID, it's taking all of these microscopic changes in business that would have taken five to six to seven years to fully impact us, and it's avalanched us in five days. And so why is that important? Because how many times did you and your brother or you and your family order a meal that was delivered to your home? Probably not very often, but you mm -hmm. may have done it a lot more now, right? Yeah. 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 It's an example of how that trend was developing slowly, but it's been accelerated because now probably everybody in your listening audience and in your neighborhood has had at least one meal delivered to their house. Or maybe they've gone to a restaurant and they picked up curbside service, right? Yeah. So yeah what does that mean? There's a lot of changes, and there's certainly changes that are impacting real estate. And so you asked me about my current portfolio and what are my goals. Well, I think there's going to be a tremendous opportunity for guys like you and your brother and your audience that can see these trends and they can get ahead of them and look at areas where the new, if you will, Uber or the new home delivery services of groceries. And if you can apply those to real estate and figure out how people are going to be using real estate in the future and get to that point earlier than the competition or the enemy, then you're going to own the high ground. Man, I love that. That, that is something I had not, I mean, I, I, I'm seeing the changes now. And one of the big changes I'm seeing is, uh, you know, for example, uh, teleworking, I think is going to be a lot more acceptable, right? So our business is going to, you know, shut, I don't think they're going to completely shut down their broken mortar, you know, brick and mortar shops. But at the same time, I think they may downsize, maybe smaller, who knows? And so that's something I was thinking, but you're mentioning like, other services, applying it to real estate, maybe that could increase NOI, decrease expenses. I don't know, but that that's really, uh, that just clicked in my head like, ooh, yeah, that's, that's huge. So what are you thinking as far as uh, the market right now, you know, with, uh, are, you, are you standing by, are you moving forward, or are you waiting maybe quarter three, quarter four to see how this all develops? Yeah. Um... No, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm very excited about what we're doing now. And uh, like I said, I'm excited about the opportunities that this crisis has advanced. Right? I'm certainly not excited about the crisis, but I'm excited about that. So this is what the post-pandemic success and the pandemic being COVID-19 will be defined by what you do now not by what you do post-pandemic. A wait-and-see strategy is not a good strategy. I would rather actively shape the future and sit around and wait and see, right? So there's a lot of uncertainty right now, but there are some things that are certain. One is eventually 
we will solve this pandemic right yeah. this covid will go away we'll get an immunization or a vaccination or we'll go back to some new normal or we'll go back to some of the things in a different way right you're still going to go out to eat to dinner you're still going to go to a restaurant people are still going to do that people are still going to go to sporting events but there may be more of the other factor where you dine in you pick up a nice restaurant meal and take it to your house and eat for your apartment. So those things are things that will have some impact on real estate, right? Maybe there will be, for example, let me give you this idea. And you mentioned it. You brought this up, Oscar. More people are going to be working from home. Yeah. So, you know, maybe in the house you live in or your brother lives in, there may be a home office or maybe there's an area of your home that is cordoned off and maybe it's where your kids do online education or you do um, work from home but in an apartment complex there's generally not a uh, office space unless you've got a two-bedroom and you just convert one of the bedrooms but if you have children that may not work out right and so yeah. in the future if work from home is going to be more important should there be space in each unit where you have a on the built-in desk i don't know or should we convert that clubhouse that has the ping pong table should we convert that to a we workspace yeah we're going it off into you know you've been to these really nice coffee shops and these we work spaces that have basically little phone booths in them and should we make that little facility there you know that 300 that 300 square foot clubhouse make that into 10 different uh, 30 foot um, cubicles, if you will, where you can yeah. go in there and you can work from home for an hour or two. But if you need a private area to work, you can go to the clubhouse or to the WeWork facility there in the apartment complex. And, uh, and you can do a couple of hours of quiet work, or maybe you can send one of your children there if they need to do an examination and they need a quiet place to, to proctor a test, they can go to that area. That's brilliant, man. I can tell yeah. you that being, I, I, I'm 30, a millennial, and I can tell you that hearing that, I mean, that, that speaks to my heart, and I think a lot of people my generation and, and on, because, you know, as you probably already know, a lot of people are not looking to buy, they're looking more to rent, they're looking for amenities in an apartment, you know, they're, they're looking for comfort, uh, they're looking to be taken care of, and Man, that right there is customer service to the core for um, the up and coming generations. Wow, that was, that was yeah. I, I take that, man. <laughs> it's one of the best ideas I've heard. It's like, wow, I just got my clubhouse right here next door, and I'm like, what is empty all the time? It could be used in a in a different way. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, man, that was good. That was good. You got what? What other nuggets you got? We gotta keep digging here. Um, <laughs> Again, see what you guys need to do, not just you guys, but your audience as well, is take this opportunity, you know, while you're in lockdown or whatever, I don't know what the military schedule is. The Air Force one is obviously two weeks on, two weeks off. But anyway, take this down to, to, to take the time to write down, hey, what things have been frustrating for me? What have been challenges for me during this time frame? You know, and uh, in business or maybe in physical fitness, you can't go to the gym. So are you, 
you know, think of if there if there is some type of contaminant where you can get this highly contagious um, virus or whatever, and it's through contact. Well, it's going to be a little harder to go to the gym, right? I mean, I'm going to be a little wor more worried about it. We're still going to go to the gym, but maybe not as often, right? I mean, that's yeah. just kind of common sense. Some yeah. people won't return. Some people are going to go back today if they could. Not only the states you guys live in. I think Colorado, Austin, where you live, Germany. But anyway, so how how would the apartment building or how would real estate, whether it's single family or whether it's uh, duplexes, quadplexes, whatever, you know, apartment buildings, how could you, if you're, if you're frustrated because you can't go to the gym and lift weights, how could we better utilize the things in an apartment building to meet those needs? Would it be an outdoor workout facility? Maybe kind of like a, a jogging track. And some of these, some of these facilities already have that, but some of them don't, or maybe they're just, they're just there as a, a poorly designed, you know, physical fitness thing. But, but, um, you know, or could you run classes there? Could you, you know, hire maybe one of the gym coaches to come in, you know, two or three times a day out in an open area, green area, and teach some type of physical fitness training. I mean, that's just a thought, but I know that that's a, that generates from the frustration of it's been hard for me to work out during this lockdown because I can't go to the gym. There's yeah. more ways to work out than just go to the gym. Yeah, that's, that's huge, man. I appreciate those nuggets you just dropped. That was really good, making us think about how to solve these uh, problems and challenges we're we're all facing. So let me let me move on for for a different subject, and this is uh, something we always like to ask uh, towards the end of the show because it's uh, I don't think it's something that's talked about much in in, in real estate podcasts because it is, uh, it is but it's something we all struggle, which is family uh, and work balance as far as you know balance on real estate investing and and your your family right a lot of times real estate ends up becoming that kind of priority in your life to to get there to do that goal uh and then sometimes it, that causes resentment with families uh and and i know i've talked to many people about this but yet no one really talks about it out loud how do you handle it how have you handled it throughout the years um is it something that what advice could you give us well, you, you obviously to be good in real estate takes a tremendous amount of dedication and excellence. Mm -hmm. The market does not uh, does not reward mediocrity, and so if you're going to go into real estate without being passionate about it, then you need to come in as a partner and partner with somebody with me or with you guys that are passionate about it, and you're going to make this what your focus is because if you're just going to go in with the idea that this is really easy and you're going to buy two or three assets and make a lot of money that's naive that's just not going to happen um you need to you know find your own passion but the good thing about real estate is it's a passive stream of durable income and when i say passive i mean what i call horizontal money right Real estate is horizontal money. Okay, working in the Marine Corps and the Air Force is vertical money. In other words, I've got to be standing up on the job in a vertical position to make money in the U.S. Air Force, and the U.S. Marines, U.S. Navy, U.S. Army, right? But guess what? I'm about to go to sleep in a little bit, and the money that I have invested in real estate is making me money while I'm sleeping. 
right? I don't have to be there. I don't have to be on duty. I don't have to be at the desk. It's making me money. So this is what military people do not know. We don't get any training in this is we work our entire lives to learn our job and to do our job well. And we get paid or compensated for that. So we work our life. We learn our skills to get paid and, and earn money, but we do not learn how money works. Right. So we need to make, and this is the difference here, right? It's mindset. It's the next, next level is you can't, uh, smart people don't work hard for their money. Smart people make their money work hard for them. Right. And so they put their money at work and, and they demand high return and they educate themselves. They train themselves where the best locations are, what the best vehicles for investment are. And so they work hard. So that's a very long answer to your question. Let me answer your question directly now. Okay. So that's kind of the background of the question. But the question you asked me was, how do you, how do you balance real estate with other responsibilities to family, society, church, charitable organizations, whatever you're involved in. And it's a difficult process because you have to be an expert in it because the market rewards expertise. But realize the more you're putting and becoming an expert in investing, then you are developing more passive income. And then at one point, you're going to have enough passive income that you have complete freedom of your schedule because your money is at work all the time working for you. You don't have to go work for it. You've already worked for it to, to uh, uh, combine some capital or to gain some capital. And now you've got those soldiers out in the battlefield and they're battling all the time for you. And you're doing your life's passion, whatever that may be. Man, that was, that was deep. That was deep. I love it. I love it, Lane. Um, German, do you got any any other questions before we... No, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. I mean, you got me with the ideas. You got me like daydreaming. Uh, I, I can picture you uh, thinking all the time about different ideas that are so simple and, and also how on your analogies. You know how to transfer one idea to another to make people understand it. Uh, I like doing that. Um, but, but just listening to you the way you do, I can picture you just thinking about how do, how do I simplify this? How do I make it to where people understand this complex, like, like uh, um, we were talking about syndication, this complex uh, subject right. into something that everybody can relate to. And it's like, wow. So I'm, I'm just, I'm, my, my mind is blown right now. So yeah, I, I, I didn't go with this, uh, um, this interview. Yeah, and Lane, well, uh, if you could, oh, sorry, go ahead, Lane. Um, I was going to say, German, the, the important thing is realize when you're talking with someone and you're developing this team or this syndication, right, you've got to sell them and not just sell them, but you've got to now communicate to them constantly because you're, when you buy real estate, these assets are very expensive, right? Yes. And you're going to be, they're very hard to get and they're very hard to get out of. It takes months and months and months to buy one, and it takes months and months and months to sell one. And so you have to continually communicate well. And so what you mentioned there was this, was the confused mind always says no, mm -hmm. right? So if you're confused or you don't understand these complicated principles, 
then you're going to say no, even though it may be something that may be a perfect fit for you. And so what you have to really do is one, uh, and this is another thing I like to tell people, is I say, hey, it takes, or as any six-year-old can explain something to a genius, but it takes a genius to explain it to a six-year-old, right? And I'm not saying that I'm a genius in any way, but I've thought a lot about these things. And somebody that's thought a lot about it and can simplify it, that's a sign that they have been thinking a lot about it. If I ask you a question and you can't relate to me, you know, and, I, and you want me to invest with you, and, and I ask a question because I'm not as sophisticated as you are, right? Mm-hmm. My passion is something else. It's not real estate. I want to use real estate to invest and make passive income like you just told me, but I'm no expert. You're the expert, right? And so it's your job to really clarify this, these concepts in your own mind, and then listen carefully to your partners or your team to determine what level of sophistication they are and then go go to that level or go one below that level and then ask them, hey, these are the fundamentals of syndication. Uh, and I can go into a lot more detail and I can go into the nuances of how this formula is calculated if you want me to, but that's probably not necessary. All, in the, all you need to know, unless you're the auditor for the IRS, is say, this is how it works. Trust me, I've done this before. Follow me. When I run, you run. When I fall on the ground, you fall on the ground. When I shoot, you shoot. That's all you really need to know. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And that's amazing. Thank you so much for that. Man, where can people find you and reach you at? Yeah, thank you, Oscar. So, uh, <laughs> excuse me. Um, I, I have an education and training series. A videos five minutes to 13 minutes something like that I talk about syndications I talk about commercial real estate metrics I talk about how to underwrite property and how to evaluate it and I post those videos to my website and to my Facebook page my Facebook page is pilot legacy private equity group you can find me there for its be, be a better millionaire so I have two pages on Facebook or you can just email me. I'll be glad to put you on my distribution list. And then you can get those uh, as I release them. I try to release two a week. And my email um, address is lane.bean at pilot-legacy.com. Awesome, man. Well, Lane, thank you so much for coming out. And uh, for the listeners out there, yeah, reach out to him. He, I, you know, we've talked and he's the real deal. Uh, also, go ahead and leave us a five-star review if you enjoy. Um, and shoot us a note. Leave us some feedback. We love it. All right, we're out. Thank you, Lane. Guys, good luck to y'all.